What we had predicted with Elton about two or three weeks ago, right? The right. collapse is already beginning. <laughs> this is not how I expected to start episode 10. I, I don't know if I even want to call it a collapse. I just I just think it's like somewhat of like a a miniature breakdown. The first the first brick that we needed to the first brick that we needed yeah, to just yeah. fall off. Yeah, yeah. Grow down and a, a small brick, you know. It's a lot to talk about this week. In episode 10 of RSPN, he is Jeff and I am Mark. And of course, shout out to everybody, the RSPN faithful. We are back. With- <clears throat> oh my God. <laughs> Dear God, please. If you just. I was waiting that, on it, bro. We are back with another wonderful week in the world of the Alpha Sport, as you can hear from myself, fighting a little bit of under the weather, but um, <laughs> Real G's moving silence. So we will continue to persevere. How's your week been watching all of this fall out in front of us? Oh man, I mean, you know, I don't have any ties to uh, to Golden State, so shit, it's been cool, man. I, it's different, you know. It's like we know, we know how good they are. But isn't it fun though? Yeah, yeah, that's what isn't, I'm saying. Isn't, like, isn't, we, isn't it fun seeing the the dynasty fall? Now I'm like, damn, is this is this the fun that people felt when Miami was when Bosch was clapping in front of LeBron's face and Joakim Noah just on the side like clapping? Right, right. Yeah, no, I mean, like it, it's it's they've been so good for so long, so it's like you can't feel bad for them. You know what I mean? You just the shit is happening, and uh, that's just really what it is. Like there's nothing there's nothing to it, bro. It's it is, it, but it's it's entertainment for us. And it actually might have been Chalmers face that was getting clapped at. Let me just make that uh well that would make a lot make of sense. <laughs> considering how much of a bum he is. But that is oh don't don't disrespect the don't disrespect one of the legends. Don't <laughs> one disrespect, of the legends, huh? Don't disrespect one of the legends. Come on, man. I'm not I'm not giving him none of that. An NCAA legend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know that. Shout out Chalmers, man. You feel me? Shout out Mario Chalmers. If, so, if for some reason he's listening to RSPN, he ain't listening to this while shit. While he's getting ready, yeah, he is. And I'm, if he I'm, if he was, he just cut it off when he when he heard that. No, no, he knows. He knows. He knows the love that he gets out here. Shout out Mario Chalmers. But um, that is that is actually something that I do want to revisit relating to the Warriors because it's a take that I have almost comparing to the big three in how certain things go down if they were to go down in that regard. But we'll get to how all of this had fell out with the Warriors in a moment. The one thing that I want to uh, revisit from last week as well is that since that Clippers episode that we had uh, with the future <clears throat> presentation against the Milwaukee Bucks, yeah, they haven't lost. Yeah, and that, hey, I, I, you know, I, I, I kind of, owe, well, I don't owe them an apology considering I said that, you know, I think the end will still be the end of the season. But, like, I have to, I have to uh, backtrack a little bit because they, they yeah, they, I, pay, I paid attention a, a little more after that episode as well. And they look for real as of right now. Impressive wins throughout week five of the NBA. One of the most storied ones throughout last week being the win against Golden State in overtime that started all of this mess between Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, and the rest of the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. But not only have they stayed undefeated since then, they are also number one in the power <laughs> rankings for this week. <laughs> I'd like, uh, like to give it was like a couple of air horns on that. You know what I'm saying? If you want to, uh, you know. I mean, 
bro, hey, if, if that's if that's what we have to do this week, then that's what we have to do this week. But yeah, shout out to the Clippers. Shout out Dot Rivers. They have been. Oh God, it doesn't even. Oh, it doesn't even sound right to say. No, that I'm not saying. Here. I'm not can saying I, that. Yeah, can I'm I edit that? that. I'm, I might. I might. You edit can cut that, that out if you want. I might Look, edit that piece out. The Clippers are doing very well at the moment, and that's oh, the best. That's Rivers. Yeah, you did, and that's the best. That's the best that I'm gonna say right now because they're still the Clippers, man. I'm not. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing that. It's continued to pay off. It's continued to pay off well for them. They their be... franchise is still shit. Well, I mean, you know, compared to all compared the different to teams that they have to deal with in California, well, compared to everybody. everybody, don't be that guy. Compared to everybody, don't be that guy. They beat they beat Warriors on the night that we recorded episode nine. No, I, they, I mean, in general, they beat San general. Antonio, which is still a, it's still a it's still a formidable team to beat, and you beat Brooklyn on Coogee night. <laughs> that, that don't that means nothing, man. Pac beats Biggie on Coogee night. <laughs> So, that means know, absolutely nothing, man. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if uh, <laughs> comparing Pac to the Clippers is what we should be doing here. Today. Pac to Clippers? Oh, that, that, <laughs> might, that might that might feed some. Yeah, uh, that yeah, might feed be, those Pac slander. That, right? That's one of the weirdest slanders on Twitter. I swear. It's like it's not. It's not for me. You know, I would. I don't. Yeah. Say that. But I'm just. <laughs> but I'm. But it is. It, it's one of those. Uh, it's one of those like things that just on me, and it's and it's really only on Twitter. I yeah, yeah, it's, it's a Twitter it. thing for sure. It's a Twitter thing for, but, but you know, it's just one of those things that you see, and it like it may be something very funny and you laugh at, but then you like you know you move on to reality, of course. But of course, the Clippers end up beating Golden State. I'm pretty confident that everybody has seen the play that it started all of this already, but uh, the ending play where Draymond Green had the rebound from Kevin Durant and did not pass in an area where he, he turned the have. ball over and forced overtime where the Clippers were able to win 121 to 116 is what started all of this between the Golden State Warriors as they got back to um, their post-game analysis. From what we have seen from various reports, uh, Steve Kerr would have preferred to go over what had went wrong, uh, going over things that they could improve for the next game and doing what teams usually do once they just take a loss and and are able to talk about these type of things. But instead, right. Draymond Green decides to yell over Steve Kerr and continue to go at Kevin Durant for how Kevin Durant had demanded the ball at the end of the game. Uh, multiple uses of bitch. I'm sure you can put that into Draymond context of how loud and how uh, – how how loud and how obnoxious some of that shit sounded. Um, yeah, I mean, if you if you have watched, you know, Draymond in general, I'm sure you already know how like obnoxious he is, regardless of this incident, right? Yelling, swinging his arms around. Dramatic. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's just dramatics. Yeah, it's just like dramatic. like 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 it. I don't know in person, obviously, but like it just it appears he would be difficult to be cool with. So he continues to go on, even when I'm assuming Kevin Durant has pretty much done his "you got it" and just continue to look at the board. Yeah, yeah. While Curry and Clay and everybody else is attempting to move forward with this, but Draymond even goes so far as to call out the free agency plans <clears throat> of Kevin Durant for this summer. Um, we had discussed the free agency options that Kevin Durant has with Elton in a few episodes back of RSPN, but. Draymond decides to call it out in front of everybody and pretty much dares him to leave in this offseason. How you how do you how you feel about this? I know we wasn't we you and I wasn't really tweeting about it. I kind of do that on purpose, by the way. Yeah, I I I, I usually yeah, try to keep I usually it to try myself, to wait. But, yeah, I try to wait um, until I get on here. Um, 
how do you feel about it? You think you think Draymond was out of pocket? I truly believe he was. Yeah, I, I think he was out of pocket. Here's, I think here, I think here. like that's business that like certain like some some things, man. It's just like, and it's, it's you know if you watch it, you know Draymond's being watched. Like he, I think he knows he's being watched. Here's one thing that you shouldn't do, at least in my opinion. If you're Draymond Green, don't call out Kevin Durant and dare him to do things, especially if it's already even if it's already on the mind. Yeah. Of all the Warriors, if they already see yeah, that yeah, I mean, KD is not really batting down certain things, even though I mm-hmm. thought that he was. When they went to New York and they had asked him about the billboard and they had asked him about uh, what he plans to do this summer, yeah, he seemed to bat them down perfectly fine to me. I don't think that yeah, he, Draymond he would have... how he was supposed to. Yeah, I don't think Draymond should really have an issue with he him entertaining bro. that it's, portion of that. Bro, he, all he it, wants to do is play basketball. This it's point, free agency, bro. though. That's his right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he's out of a contract or he wants to opt out or do whatever he wants to do, that's his right. So for Draymond to even mention it, it's just it's petty. And not to mention, Draymond might not even get what he wants. Have we even I mean, you know, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother thing. He has his contract to deal with as well. Once Golden State starts doing their moving this summer and starts moving into San Francisco and the brand new arena. But I but I just don't understand why would you feel the need to do well i won't even necessarily say why would you need to do it because at a certain point i guess you feel disrespected right yeah he clearly felt disrespected yes. if, if 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 kevin durant is yelling man give me the fucking ball but hey but hey but hey but, hey. That. but should he have gotten the ball should he have gotten the fucking ball in that situation when you watch the replay it would have made a lot more sense to give durant the ball and more than likely would have seen what we see all the time right that 40 foot three-pointer goes right in probably would have had the end of a game and, and, and we could have avoided all of this was the play Draymond made not selfish? I wouldn't necessarily say selfish, but whatever he had on his mind just didn't fucking work. And sometimes... It was terrible. Yeah, sometimes that shit happens. But you fuck up, acknowledge the fuck up. Now, at, at, at the time, more than likely Kevin Durant is mad. Yeah, he I'm sure he said what he said, too. Could have avoided, could have avoided a, 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 a bad loss of Los Angeles. Could have been a game that could have been iced out easily. Mm-hmm. And instead of having a conversation where... Even if it's private between him and Kevin, take whatever lashing that you get now and you have that conversation off to the side like you don't appreciate how certain things were said and blah, blah, blah. blah. Now, Kevin might not be that guy to entertain that and he might Mm -hmm. just try and blow it off. And maybe that's a reason as to why Draymond decided to do this so publicly in front of the entire team. But now look at what it's done. It's blown up everything for Golden State. Now it's what every reporter wants to talk about. Even if Kevin doesn't even want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Even if Kevin has no plans on leaving. Well, I feel like Kevin had plans on leaving. No, no, that's I do. I, I, feel, I, feel the, I, I feel the same way, Mark. But what I'm saying is it could, it could all be all smoke and he does want to stay. I'm, yeah, not saying, it, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, it, regardless, they're going to get all this attention that is, I mean, it could have been easily, they could have just lost this game, took it on the chin, and moved on to the next one, and none of this would have happened. Nobody would have known any of this. Nobody would have been entertaining a toppling dynasty if yeah. – yeah, yeah, exactly. This turned into the way it was. And on top of that, I don't think anybody would have been entertaining a toppling dynasty <clears throat> if the Warriors moved past it and they didn't seem so defeated afterward like they did in media of, of Steve Kerr's quote and how Curry wanted to make sure that the best thing happens in between this. Um, and they kept losing. Yeah, because of that, you suspend Draymond Green for a game, which a lot of people were up in arms or necessarily confused about. Because I didn't uh, really mind. I didn't really mind. There are fans that wonder 
why is Raymond Green getting suspended for one game for being emotional? And I feel like it's a lot more. I don't. I don't. Than what it, it's being it, it is, bro. It's way more than that, bro. At the end of the day, that's his job, right? Yeah, that's his job, that's right? His job. You're fucking. <laughs> The money up. We're yeah, that's move. his job, bro. Like, like at the end of the day, yeah, he plays professional ball. And he makes millions of dollars, but like that's his job. Y'all saw the situation. If you if you were at your job talking over your boss or not your, I mean, you know, boss, but your coach at an at another player fucking up the money, bringing attention onto your championship caliber team. Some would say and dynasty. I- and not even just voicing displeasures. You're calling me a bitch multiple times. Right. While Steve Kerr is like, all right, let's get to, uh, on, well, man. you know, we gave Lou Williams an open three. Bitch! Bitch! You're right. Bitch, you I can't dare you to leave! You I can't dare you You're going to get suspended for a game. It's cool. Without pay. They, I mean, it is what it is. Come on, bro. And I, and I, and I try to tell people, it, like, it's when you're fucking the money up in a certain way, there's just certain things that you can't do. Imagine if... And this is what I want to tie into Miami. Imagine mm-hmm. if somebody on the Heat, whether it's Chris Boss, whether it's Dwayne Wade, somebody with that type of stature that Draymond has with Golden State. I would say Draymond is viewed as one of the higher people within the Warriors. He's one of the people that stayed with Curry and um, Clay as that three-man core he, as they stable. added he's certain pieces into it. And now Kevin is not a warrior through and through. He was not there when all this was being rebuilt. He was not there on time that they were trying to shift Monte Ellis over and do all the infrastructure that they were doing. He is somebody that's brand new, similar to a way that LeBron was coming into Miami. Now, a lot of people were brand new coming into that when they tried to build that in 2010, 2011. But imagine if somebody had snapped on LeBron James and dared him to leave because they had an idea. Oh yeah, you're going to Cleveland. We dare you to leave. Listen, bro. It's a wrap. Listen, listen, you're not, I'm sorry, but you're not telling a top three player to leave. You're not daring a top three player to leave and not and not get like some kind of uh discipline for it. Fine suspension, sus- <laughs> whatever happening. you want to call it. Mickey Harrison's pissed, Pat Riley's pissed. Yes. Anybody that you want to name is going to be pissed. Hey. Why are you trying to piss somebody off and get them to go? elsewhere and move away from where we're going even if it's on every single warrior's mind right playing, even if KD's decision is made it? even if his decision is made even if his idea even though he knows what team he may be going to whatever it may be if there's any chance to be able to keep him and re-sign him you just blew it you understand like that's what you that's what people need to understand like you know, you can go off Twitter or you can read articles or you can see comments that his brother left and all this, that, and the third. And you can say what you say what you will about KD in general. But at the end of the day, nothing is in stone. So now that situation kind of <laughs> it puts some things in stone for him. You know what I'm saying? Because you I mean, you even have the clip uh, after that whole situation. And he's like, I mean, you, you, you know, the camera's on him and you can read his lips. And that's why. What do you say? Uh, this is why I'm out. This is why I'm leaving. Did he say that after the Clippers game? Bro, look at look at the bro, they got him mouthing it, bro. See, the, it's it's these it's these types of things that top of the die. It's, it's, it's these type of things that just pinch the balloon or taste the brick out and, and just watches the entire thing crumble. Small yeah. shit like this. It's never anything that's completely huge. It's Guess small what, shit man. that could be avoided like this. Guess what, man? If you think this won't come up during Draymond trying to get an extension. He's high. 
Well, so, it's gonna it's gonna come up every night. That's why Kevin's like, please don't ask me that shit anymore. Right. And Stephen and, A and gets pissed. Who are you to tell me? Who are you to tell me what to ask you? I don't. But you know, I don't want to talk about Stephen A on here. But but <laughs> my, my my thing is like my thing is like him saying that is bro. You're putting a you're putting some some weight on yourself too. Like it's not like you average thirty points. You know what I'm saying? Like it, like yes, you do a lot for this team. Don't get me wrong. And like I'm not necessarily. I don't necessarily think he can be replaced. But Oh, there is a lot of weight on Draymond's shoulders right But, now. like, bro, like, think about what you just did. Like, he basically was – it's almost like he, he was trying to speak for the team. You know what I'm saying? Like, go ahead and leave. I dare you. Go ahead and leave. It's like, bro, Curry and, and Clay, like, nigga, hold up. <laughs> oh, hold now, brother. Oh, hold, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, don't, don't dare him to leave. Like, Yeah, we don't, we don't have to go that far. So Regardless now, of winning without him or winning before him, like, it, bro, that was – you know what I'm saying? It's a different time. Like, we – Things have changed. Teams have been rebuilt to beat this team. And the funny thing about that, and the funny thing about that take, Draymond saying we've won one without you. There's really yeah, two bro. sides of the spectrum that you can look at. You can either is. and 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 neither side is incorrect. If you're on the Draymond side, where you look at the Warriors, saw their rebuilding and were able to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers by mm. themselves without Kevin Durant, yeah, technically it's correct. Even even if you want to add that Kyrie was injured, uh, Kevin Love no, had no. issues, we, blah, we blah, not, blah. We not, yeah, we're not taking Regardless, that away from this. Draymond is correct. Now, if you want to go to probably what Kevin Durant is thinking, which is more than likely, y'all won 73 games, lost to Cleveland in a way that nobody has lost ever in the finals. Yeah, you called so, me. Bro, you called me. Don't dare me to go anywhere. It's a game, bro. It's a game. And, and, and hey, you know, some sometimes things come down to luck. And sometimes things come down to just chance, you know? I mean, everybody can play their hardest and, you know, you can still go two for 16, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and, and lose a game or you could have a shitty game or you can do what Draymond did, made a bad decision and not kick it off and they lost the game. So take ownership for your actions and don't, don't try to switch, you know, flip the energy on the KD and his, and his situation. Yeah, I, I, I don't think free agency a... is a privilege. You know what I'm saying? Like he get, he can do this if his contract's up or he wants to opt out. That's his that's his choice. Like he can go do whatever he desires. So you shouldn't say, go ahead, leave. We got this. Basically, is what this nigga said, because Curry and, and Clay may be like, nigga. Do we? Do we got this? Like, yeah, like, we don't know. Like, calm down, bro. We don't teams, know. Teams, are li- teams have literally rebuilt to handle us, you know? So don't just be throwing out different things like that. So, I mean, like like I said, it's not like Draymond averages 30 points or 28 points or 22 points for that matter. You know what I'm saying? So he does a lot, but, I'm, but calm down, bro. Like, everybody's got a role. And, again, KD is <laughs> – he's KD. So now, so now as – Curry sits with his injury. He might not be able to be back until even after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So now Curry's out, and Draymond serves his one-game suspensions against the Atlanta Hawks. The Warriors end up winning, but Draymond is able to be quoted and saying that he's going to dispute um, the money that he had lost for that one game, and he has until the end of the year to do so. So he'll do whatever he wants yeah, to do with that, that one whatever. game. But after that, 
Now comes the Texas sweep. They lose to the Rockets. Draymond Green has zero points. Yeah, I want. I mean, I want to see. I, and like, dude, I'm not. I'm not the one to call Draymond trash. And I'm like, like he's very versatile. He does a lot of different I'm, things for I, that team. I'm a fan of Draymond, but I understand no, no, I, that I, right I now too. there's mad shit on him. That yeah, is no, 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 no. Yeah, I, 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 down, I'm please. a fan of his. I'm a fan of his game. You know, I. I but I, I think he's in a. I think he's in a good situation. In 23 minutes, zero points, five rebounds, five assists. Yeah. So. Took I mean, three shots. Against a bad Houston, which ended up beating them by 21. And that was also the night that they decided to drop Carmelo Anthony. Did then you help lose, your team win or did you help your team lose? Then they lose to Dallas, where Luka okay. Doncic goes off. Yeah, Luka, Luka, Luka had a, a night that day. And then after that, they lose to the Spurs. So now that's a third straight loss. Their fifth loss in the past seven games. Mm, so that's, now that's, things, a, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. Things are... Things are already looking shaky hey, without it, having Curry, and now things are even more Mark. shaky. Put it in perspective, Mark. What's their record right now? Right now they're twelve and six. How many games did they lose that record that record breaking year? They only lost not they only they only lost nine games. Right now they're in a position <laughs> where Portland keep that, keep that in perspective, right? You know what I'm saying? Like that's how. So when we talk about, uh, you know, see the Warriors guys. I, Honestly, I think they're gonna be they'll be fine. You know, they'll you know, it'll work out. Don't get me wrong. But like the fact that this is such a big deal is because they have not had to deal with much adversity in what four five years. Yeah, they've been able to trample over a lot of people with the way that they've changed basketball, and 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 Steve Kerr knows that. Yeah. Well, he even goes on quote to saying, "Now, when it comes to the struggles on the court, he states that this is the real NBA." We haven't been in the real NBA in the last few years. We've been in this dream, and so now we're faced with real adversity. We, we, I lot you know, we is funny because I think it's more he, he. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm a, let me break. Let me break this down for you. Let me break this down for so you. So now right I here. am faced. Yeah, I think. Adversity. I think. I think. Uh, for the first time since Curves got there, he's got a. He's got a really coach, and I don't mean disrespect. You know, I really don't. I'm just saying, like. He's got to really coach, Mark. Like, you know, things have to things have to happen from players who aren't always great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's what it comes down to. He's going to have to he's going to have to well, let's see what you got. I love I love how his quote is this is now the real NBA. Like they were right. just <laughs> Mark, you hear that? But I guess but I guess when you win 73, I guess you have the opportunity to say, oh, we're just dancing around in some fairy tale dream for the past hey, four man. years and just launching threes over everybody Steve and Kirk, winning Steve all these Kirk. championships. Let's see what you got, man. Like coach, coach your boys up. Cause you that's not that's not that's not trip. You still got a lot of talent on that team. <laughs> they do. Teams so, uh, a lot of talent that are able to win games. Absolutely. Still absolutely. Able to take over a complete game. Absolutely, bro. Kevin Durant absolutely. still being called the second bro. uh greatest player behind LeBron have, James in the league right now. If, if you have KD and Clay, that quote, that's why that's why I say he. He <laughs> you're not we. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because because like and and, and Andre Mont for that matter. So you ha- you still have three all-star guys. Okay, you still have a big three, <laughs> to you know, to an extent. So it's yeah. like, so it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to hear that. Go out there, coach your ass off, and and uh, make these make these boys better. You know, simple as that. Fight the adversity if you can, coach. And speaking of LeBron, he will be one of our uh, features this week in the feature presentation as the Los Angeles Lakers play the Miami Heat 
on Sunday, November 18th. Mm-hmm. We're going to have our good friend of the show. Uh, he has not been on RSPN as of yet, so this will be his first time on the show for our future presentation. Hey. Uh, Eddie Gonzalez will be with us. Uh, you know him best as at Bansky on Twitter. Uh, but now he talks with us after the commercial break relating to the Lakers and the Heat. There's plenty to talk about about his favorite player, LeBron James, and all the history that he has uh, been surrounded in for this past week. He beat Wilt Chamberlain in the all-time scoring points. He had a very good game, unfortunately, against the Miami Heat. So we'll be able to talk about that with him. Uh, what do you expect for the Lakers in this nice little stride that they're having for these past few games, yeah. as well as what he likes about the Heat and maybe some ideas of what they can do now that the Washington Wizards have decided to <laughs> maybe part ways with a few people? I want I want to know I want to know who he who he wants to be traded for uh, for oh, John oh. Wall or Bill. We'll oh see. yeah, we'll I, I already know wants. I already know he wants one name to come to L.A. So we'll, we'll see. see. Let, let, we're gonna ask him. We're gonna ask him. So we'll talk to him at right after the break. Stay tuned. We back. Hey. It's RSPN on RNC Radio. We back after yeah, this. Yeah. He got the teeth now and all that. He, he really out here. <laughs> yo, he does have he does have the veneers. Oh, he got the teeth. veneers. I didn't. Yeah, know that. yo, yeah, Whiteside yeah. does have the veneers. Okay. And he didn't get like he didn't get like the the Hollywood pack. He got like the rapper pack that just don't fit. Like, the rapper, <laughs> the big yeah he yeah. Actually, probably, I kind of have a picture of it. I think I have a picture of it on Snap. I don't think I've. I don't think I've seen. You never seen it? Like, I'm gonna send you a photo. Of I don't here. think I've seen white size veneers. No. Uh, I'm a he, veneer he, connoisseur, so you know I'm surprised yeah. I didn't see. He got them Kalani joints. He didn't get the Kalani. Oh, joints. he got the Kalani <laughs> joints. Yeah, they, they 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 out there, man. They hard. They hard to miss. Yeah, they're trying to get neared up. <laughs> you know how they do that shit? Well, you can you can choose to you shave. Can pull them out. You can pull them out, right? That's a thug did. Oh, if you pull them out, that's why. Oh, well, well th- probably th- had to because his shit was yeah, his shit was rotting. He, he needed a whole fresh. A whole fresh set. I think you gotta have like some real serious problems to have them pulled out. You probably don't need to. They'll pull your whole mouth out and then they put like rods in there and they screw the teeth in there. It's just crazy. All right, we are back. RSPN on RNC Radio, episode 10. Yeah. Thank you for staying tuned. Of course, he is Jeff and I am Mark. We are going to continue with the feature presentation in one second, but before we do, uh, brief shout out to the REOP Gaming crew. They had dropped episode three of REOP Gaming yesterday. Devin was not here for the first two episodes, but he is back to discuss uh, Red Dead yeah. along with uh, Sony backing out of E3 and much more with Amp and Eric. So if you have not checked out REOP Gaming, please be sure to check out that episode as well. Uh, we also have late fees that dropped on Friday. Shout out to Johnny Five, Eric, Pat, the whole Late Feast crew. They had their special guest, Jenny Motto, from the LA Times come through to talk pro wrestling and film. Uh, they talked about the Ready to Rumble film, uh, mm-hmm. Mickey Rourke and the Wrestler. So that is also a very good episode to check on the RNC Radio channel. And of course, you have everything else. A show is going to be going over Survivor Series this week. The Lookout, a very good episode with Lord Balvin. Yeah, we had a good time. Yeah, so check out. All the other shows that we have on the RNC Radio Network, we are dropping a brand new playlist today as well. Uh, it's a very nice hip-hop playlist that we have with Mariah Carey and her hip-hop features. So check that out. Meals just dropped that today on the RNC Radio feed. I think it's one that was needed. I didn't expect Gunner to be on this last one. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was that kind of threw Mariah uh, always Mariah, doing shit. Like Mariah that. usually has those random 
Yeah. Well, not necessarily random. They're features that we want to hear, but I was just no, like, Ryan knows Gunna? How the fuck? How the Ryan knows Gunna? Yeah, it's random. I remember when Gucci got the feature. Oh, that was a big that was a big feature in 09 yeah. when yeah. Gucci was yeah. just getting on and they just had yeah. the obsessed. So all those tracks is a very good playlist, fun playlist to listen to. So check that out. The same place that you can check out all of our podcasts whenever we post as well at RNC Radio Live on Twitter. All right, so as we have the feature presentation, we have a special guest, a guest that I've been wanting to get onto RSPN since its inception. You are familiar with all of his bylines on Twitter. He's been in Revolt. He's been in Vibe. Uh, mm. Shout out to the Undefeated as well. More flexes. Dime Magazine. <laughs> and more than likely, you have seen him uh, getting a few people in an uproar on Twitter. So now nah, we, no have him for the, we have him for the RSPN family to be able to discuss uh, the Lakers and the Heat this week. We introduced to you Eddie Gonzalez at Bansky on Twitter. Eddie, how are you, man? I'm good, man. I- I'm down to talk about anything but Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Russell- <laughs> that makes I have no. You know what I found out though? John Wall has a lot of like. They were really going hard about John Wall today. So yeah, I don't. I don't know what's up with these guys, man. <laughs> yeah, we have. On. Yeah, we have a lot more with Wall and Beal, but you know, Wall is one of the. Twitter loved. Once they see that he's fucking 89 or 90 on 2K, you kind of can't <laughs> yeah, argue yeah. them. You kind of can't argue I, him going I, I any think, more down. I think they like him off the field more than like him on the field. So like, you know, on the field, on the court. So like, that, you know, it's one of them things, man. Oh, man, he, he makes mean faces. And he, he right, right, right. He's cool. He throws up and throws up side. Yeah, he throws up the set. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he's cool. He's cool, right? Yeah. He, he throws up the set. He loses game sevens, but he, he throws up the set. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> we'll get we'll get more onto onto Wall and Beal and what the Wizards plan to do a little bit later. Um, one thing that I did want to know, um, sort of off of the NBA, you are a Sacramento native and you had just made the transition of going over to the East Coast out to Manhattan. How's that? How's that yeah. transition been from West Coast and being there for the majority of your time and now being on the EST? So I would move east. When LeBron moves west and decides to play till two o'clock in the morning every night, <laughs> so uh, it's been cool, man. It's actually I actually don't mind the late games because it's like you get home and you got like an hour until basketball starts, so that's cool, right? Yeah. But then later at two o'clock in the morning, when I'm finally shutting it down, it's like, yo, can he play a seven o'clock game one of these days? <laughs> so, uh, but no, nah, I'm enjoying it, man. It's, it's getting cold out here. They keep telling me it gets colder. So I'm just getting ready for that. But beyond that, it's cool. I- I'm loving it. Yeah. I, the, one thing that, the one thing that I definitely envy from West Coast <laughs> NBA watchers is being able to watch tons of league pass, TNT, ESPN, and then you Everything. check your watch. It's like, all right, it's 9 o'clock. Yeah, By that time, it's 2 a.m. on this side. We got to go to bed. Yeah. In the West Coast, it's like, all right, the game's over. I'll go kick it now. We'll find something to do. And yeah. out here, it's like, oh. I'm going to cancel these plans because I got to watch this game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, and, then, yeah. and then shit goes into overtime. So then you yeah. got to wait uh, and wait. Hell no, it's bedtime. Yeah. Don't, don't yeah. you dare play <laughs> overtime. Like, what do you mean? It's over. It's over. Let's go to that transition was going well. Yeah, it's cool. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, for sure. Um, one thing that we have been discussing on RSPN a lot is LeBron's transition uh, out in LA, yeah. uh, what his, he's been able to do with the Los Angeles Lakers so far. I don't know what's going on with him in these threes. He's barely jumping on them and he's hitting them. He's shooting, I think they said 49% in, uh, in November. Like he had that one year in Miami, he saw 40, 40 on the dot. 
Mm-hmm. And beyond that, you know, he's LeBron from three. And so it's kind of crazy. Uh, one thing I've been trying to say for years is, like, maybe he should take, like, a step or two back. Like, he's humongous. And he is. He's shooting from way deep now. And yeah. maybe he's just – maybe he's taking a step back yeah, on the free throws, man. Uh, you know, did you hear what he blamed it on? He, he blamed it on changing coast. He said he was getting adjusted to being on the West Coast. I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> and because <laughs> of that, about? he's, he's stepping out that and deep, doing bro. fadeaways and, and long threes. Right, like, come on, what are you talking about right now, LeBron? <laughs> I, I think I think it is a good way to keep his body at least uh, at least in shape for the next. Well, not necessarily in shape, but in a good way that you're not banging into everybody and and risking injury within your 15th season. I think it's a good way of doing that. Well, it's like a you know you criticize LeBron a little bit, and even me, like I stand for him so hard. When I criticize him, people come out the woodworks to go crazy on me. Like, oh my god. Oh. Have you been watching me tweet for the last month? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but, I, but I was saying today, like, you know, he, he's lost a step. He's lost – you know, it's hard to see because he's still dominating, but he's lost a step. Oh, what are you talking – watch him when he drives. Like, he's, like just look at uh, – he was doing a lot in the finals in the playoffs last year. Like, he couldn't really get by guys, so he was kind of, like, baiting them to get close enough to him. So, mm-hmm. where he, so he, can, can, he can go. Yeah. yeah, so he could, like, swim move past him. And, and, and that's another thing, like what you said – he, he's not driving as much in part because he doesn't want to bang bodies and in part because he's just not getting around guys like that. So if he can make them come closer by hitting threes early in the game, then that's a bonus and it, it only helps him. Uh, the Orlando game, like he had, he had a stretch where Mo, Mo was on the floor, Mo Bamba and uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, they're a rookie from last year. He's real long too. And like, they both blocked them together and like, he, he could not get around either one. Like he, whether people want to admit it or not, he's lost a little bit of burst and he's having trouble getting around those long athletic guys. That's why I was saying I can't wait till Giannis guards him again because that's like the exact type of guy that bugs him. But yeah, the threes help him with that and they'll make guys come closer. And I mean, his main first step move is like just swiping you out the way so he can go around you. And it yeah, works. Yeah, can go and, and go and dominate. But it's real yeah. difficult against those that are that, well, especially teams that just have a lot of yeah, height. Exactly. And, and, and just. Like the the way the Warriors play him is, you know, they play him tight, but then they help really hard off of him. And 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 so, like you said, teams that will really help in the lane like that, they give him issues. And if you watch, like the longer, more athletic guys, they're 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 making him struggle a little bit at the rim. He's shooting like the worst he shot in layups in his whole career this year. And mm-hmm. even even though he's gotten better in the last few weeks, and I do think there's some truth to him working his way into shape, but. There's little remnants where you can see he's lost a little bit. I mean, he's still LeBron. He's still dominating, but that's the crazy part about it. All the things that you just noted. I mean, he's he's still he's still pretty damn good. Well, I always say like the most interesting and fun games to watch with LeBron are, are, are the ones when he's kind of not trying. Like I saw him uh, in Sacramento. I went back home. Um, what was it? Uh, two Saturdays ago, and saw him play, and like we were laughing because. It looked like he'd barely done anything, and we look up and he's 25 and 8 or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's like he's just kind of picked his spots. He had a, he had a, a oop from Lonzo. He had a, had a dunk in the lane. He had a layup here and there. And, you know, he's got 25. He slept walked to 25. It's like he, he's, you could see him barely trying. Like, and it's crazy. Like, he can do that and still make it work. And they won that game by, I don't remember, 15 or whatever. So those are, like, the most impressive games to me, like, you know, when he's in playoffs going full tilt, that's impressive too. But like watching him, uh, you know, on a Tuesday in some random city, and he's just like, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do just enough." Like I'm gonna, you know, the analogy I always use is like, 
you know, LeBron's like an old car. So, like, if he warms the car up and really gets going, he can race with anybody. But a lot of times he'll just right. he'll sit in the garage just listening to music in the car. Like, he doesn't <laughs> right, even start right, the car. Right. It's a nice car, though. It's a nice yeah, car. It's, oh, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and if he dare pulls that shit out the driveway, then, you know, he's, he's killing the whole block. But he, mm. most of the times he doesn't even turn ignition. So, But those are the most impressive days to me sometimes. So, But that Miami day was a little different. Like you, like, like you were saying earlier, he had a little bit a little bit of edge to him. And once he started in the threes, it's like – He wanted it. Yeah, he wanted this shit. I think he had 19 in the first quarter. It's like, he, he, he might do something. Like, he, he, let's see what's going to happen. And – he had like two in the second, so I was like, uh, because yeah, he does that a lot. He does that a lot. He'll start song and then you know he won't score for three quarters. It's like, what happened? We have had a lot of fun, fun throughout the past years, whether it was Tumblr, whether it was Twitter, and watching LeBron James turn into the player that he is now. As you had said, he's now pretty much a walking 28, 8, and 7. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he had just walked into some very large history, a lot of history that he kind of downplayed at certain times, but I know he's a, a very large student of the game, so this has to be big to him. Um, last week against Portland, he passed Wilt Chamberlain to be number five in the all-time scoring list, only now behind Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Karl Malone, and, of course, Kareem's 38-387. But as far as Michael Jordan, he's only about uh, he's around 800 points away. So he, he definitely cared. You saw the IG posts. Yeah, exactly. He won't be too far until he passes Michael Jordan. So how has it been watching him since literally he has been in St. Vincent, St. Mary and seeing him become a kid that gets in trouble getting a little Hummer from certain people and now is a 15-year veteran. <laughs> Why you bringing uh, that up, man? Almost, you bring up old shit? Almost beating, <laughs> almost beating MJ, Kobe, Carl Malone. How, how astonishing is it still to see him beat these types of records? Well, for a guy that they say – He's not a pure scorer. He's top five in points per game, right? He's behind yeah. like just Mike and I think he might have passed Iverson recently. Like he he's just behind those. He's top five, right? It's like Mike, Will, Iverson, it's a couple guys. And now he's top five all time, period, scoring. It's it's pretty insane, especially, you know, he says it, it's kinda like his cliche line, but for a guy who doesn't focus on scoring, and he doesn't. And I know the line always uh, Kuzma said it the other night, he could average forty if he wanted to. And I, I wholeheartedly believe that, but like one, it would take a lot of energy, and two, you know, it would it would take away from what he does in other places or whatever. Of course. But no, like it's been crazy because LeBron's been around for 17, 18 years. Like, in a sense, you've known him longer than you've known some other people in your life, like important people in your life, right? Definitely. And he's he reminds me of a of Kanye in a way where like there's phases to LeBron, like there's there's different eras of LeBron. Now we don't have like the Trumpy uh, yay era. <laughs> Dang, we ain't gonna get that. We ain't gonna get right. that. Right, but, but it's like uh, you know, LeBron and when he first started was real all athletic. He's like a they're playing him point guard every night, and then he yeah. turned into like a, you know, and then he scored like thirty a game in his third year, and he was a scorer, and then you know, then it was can he win it, and then he starts winning big games, and he's, so he goes off all these phases. But he went through a lot of phases as a player, and to the point where if you watch an old LeBron highlight from the first Cleveland run, it's like a whole different guy. Like, even his body looks different. Mm-hmm. And to, to see him turn into this, you know, kind of jump-shooty guy, and it's it's funny watching him. You pick up on his tendencies, and now you know, like, oh, he's going to be aggressive tonight. Like, oh, you know, he's he's kind of not really going at it tonight. And, and you know, in Miami, you could see he was really going at it. And, and the game where he he passed Wilt, you could see, like, he he decided, you know, I got to get some buckets. So – my my favorite part about it all is that the fact that 
he's not known as a scorer for some reason. And then I always get the yellow people like, well, he scores in every way. So how is he not a scorer? And because he does, and he scores in every, every area of the court now. And that wasn't always right. That wasn't always true, but, uh, but imagine that, that it took him eight, nine years to score in every area of the court. But Mm -hmm. now he's top five all time. Like what, what if he came into the league with a jumper? Like where would he be at now? So I, I do wonder if he cares to pass Kareem. I don't, like that's one of those things. Like it's kind of up to him. Like he's gonna have to determine. Like I want to play four more years, and I want to score the points necessary. It, it's within arm's reach, though, which is crazy. And when Kobe was getting where he was at, it, it really wasn't within arm's reach. He was aging, and we kind of knew. Yeah, Le- LeBron could play five more years and score three thousand more points. Like that wouldn't that wouldn't really shock anybody. Or I think it's eight thousand right now. I, I honestly believe he wants to play with his kid. I don't know if. Bronny is a true NBA prospect, but I think if he does hang around long enough to play with Bronny, then he'll break the record. I think it's, you know, that that's pretty much what it's up to, to me. Yeah. The one thing that plays into it is age. He's of course still only 33. He turns 34 on December 29th, but his aging has not been how it's been for like, say a Dwayne Wade or say a Kobe Bryant, where they get to certain ages, like 36, 37, and their body just starts giving up on them. It's not necessarily how they treat themselves because they're still in shape, going to each practice, doing whatever they need to do. Their body is just giving up on them in certain areas. And that hasn't happened to LeBron. And Bron, Bron hasn't had to deal with, you know, any major injuries, injury, you know, his, his body is, you can tell we, – we talked about this, I think, a few episodes ago. Like, offseason, he gets really thin. You know, he loses a bunch of weight, and he thins up. I think he, he has this routine. It just works. You know what I'm saying? And he's just figured it out. He knows how to work his body. He knows when to sit. You know, and like you said, he knows when to kind of go, uh, you know, autopilot. You know what I mean? So, I think just to, like his game, just his, his entire game helps him get to a, this point in his career. And he's, he's just plays so smart. You know, some players don't play smart. Well, Some players look, will bang it up every night. If you look at his draft class, it's uh, Corver and I believe Nick Collison are the only two left in the league. Mm-hmm. Or not left in the league, but like uh, kind of still doing it. Melo right. can't you stay with a team. Boss is retired for other reasons. Wade is in his last year. David West retired. Uh, Mo Williams is, can't be in the league. Uh, James Jones is a GM. Luke Walton is a coach. So he's you know, he was the best player in that draft anyway, but the, the longevity too, and, and you kind of get to see it. Like, you know, Melo still has some skill. I know he's like a punching bag, but he still has some of course, skill. Of course. But he's not like, you wouldn't dare say he's peak Melo or he's like in no. the tail end of his prime. But LeBron is like, you could argue, you know, a lot of people were arguing last year was his best offensive year. And he's picking up, he's scoring more than he scored last. So it's like, you know, he, he defies a lot of that. And uh, I remember I remember after they won their first championship, there was an interview with Dr. J. And they were kind of asking him what he thought of LeBron. And the one thing Dr. J was like, you know, he needs to learn how to pace himself. And I believe that was the finals. Uh, yeah, against the Thunder, he got cramps. And that's kind of why he was talking about it. And it was like, yeah, he has to figure out how to pace himself, not only within games, but like in the season. And it was fun. Like, I don't know if they spoke or whatever, but like LeBron definitely – started doing that at some point and it's helped him it's definitely helped him. he played all 82 last year for some reason and <laughs> he, he might do it again this year like uh i thought he would have rested by now he may have to he may have and to. He, he might just decide to do it again this year he's playing less minutes than he's played i think ever so that's good uh but yeah he, he just defies that and and it's clearly 
you know, uh, a focus of his to make sure his body is in good shape. And, you know, you always hear the stories. They, his gym at home rivals like NBA facility gyms and all that stuff. So he, he puts a lot of money into it too. So it, it shows, um, there is signs of aging. There is signs of, you know, he's lost a, a half a step or whatever, but he's also smart enough to kind of overcome that. And, uh, you know, that's just a testament to his greatness as well. And, you know, we saw the Kobe extended his career a bunch of years overcoming that. Kobe just had the injuries, you know, and they just piled up. And so it's just something that those guys learn to do. So it, it, it's 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 dope seeing him do it. And he's got the skill set where we always kind of knew he would age gracefully. I was just asking that on Twitter, like, who's going to age terribly? We always kind of knew he would, but uh, it's 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 fun seeing it in practice. It's fun seeing it actually happen because we weren't sure exactly what that meant, like – you know, is he going to be a power forward when he's 35 and, right. you know, what's his grab, role? Yeah. Grab 10 rebounds a game or is he, what's he going to do? And he's kind of still him and uh, just, you know, he's added a little thing here, a little thing there. So it's, that's always the cool part. And that's why I say, you know, he's kind of like Kanye too, where Kanye, when you get a new Kanye album, it's like, all right, what is he on now? Like what's, what's the, the new, uh, the new hype for him. And it, that's LeBron too. Like, you know, a while ago he had the post game then he, you know, he starts adding Euro steps and then he's got this new spin move he's doing on fast breaks and just running through guys. And, and now, you know, he's, he's getting back to his jumper and, and he's a chameleon, you know, you man. Get to see all these little facets he adds to his game. So it's, yeah. it's, I always say he's, he's the most interesting player that we've ever seen. And it was just like a weird thing to say, but every time he's on TV, it's entertaining and not even in a good way, but like the Lakers are must see TV because it's a circus, you know, and, and, and that's just kind of the LeBron story. Like, Everything he does is entertainment, whether he likes it or not. And he sometimes doesn't like it, but he leans into that too. You know, he 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 likes the narratives. He likes being the center of attention. All right. Well, let's well let's get into LA going into the heat. Let's play that feature presentation sound real quick. And now our feature presentation. So the Lakers come into the American Airlines Arena on Sunday. Mm. At the time they win, they are eight and seven, and the Heat are six and nine. Unfortunately, it's a very bad six and nine for Miami for the last you at the game, buddy. week in the NBA. Why was I not at the game? Well, yeah. um, where were you at? Here's the thing that happens with LeBron James. When LeBron James comes into town, <laughs> all of a sudden the eighty dollar one hundred level tickets become four hundred and eighty dollar right, hundred right. level tickets so unfortunately that's fair that's fair i could not get my normal seats but i had a very comfortable time watching it in palm beach florida um but i, but up, I saw nigga. yeah i saw a lot of people had some uh i saw a lot of people had some fun time the one thing that i did know is that i noted that the media d- has not played uh the homecoming back to miami like they usually do whenever lebron goes back to cleveland and at this point in time, I kind of can't blame them with the way that Miami has played since the debut of the city jerseys, unfortunately. They have not got a win at all with the brand new jerseys. They have lost to the mm. 76ers. They've lost to the Pacers twice. Mm. Um, they lost to Washington. Mm. So it's been a bit, oh, please don't, please don't remind Mark. me of Washington. <laughs> don't remind me of the loss to Washington. I'm already hurt still. So That's it's cool, been, cool. the only thing that they have won is an away game against the Brooklyn Nets on November 14th. But outside of that, it's been very tough for the Heat to get back on track. Now, like Eddie had mentioned before, the Lakers were just coming off a very bad loss to the Orlando Magic in Orlando in a game where Vucevic was able to completely expose the paint. So I was going into it like, okay, maybe Whiteside will be able to have a good game. 
You thought wrong, buddy. But it put too off. much on put too much weight on white side, man. Do we I talked do, about this? We talked I, about this, Mark. Do I do I honestly? I feel I think I think you do. You we, we haven't even we haven't got to talk about white side a good bit because he's had a few good games. And I think that's kept you content. The last thing that we've talked about white side was him keeping a damn <laughs> AR in a fucking <laughs> phantom going to work out. And I was like, yeah. all right, that's just pure white side. But they come in and Miami, hopefully, will be able to do the same thing Orlando is able to do, including all of the media of LeBron revisiting Miami and not getting a win since he had left. Now, LeBron walks in with a with big media surrounding him, asking him all the different types of heat questions. He has this cool Goodfellas hoodie. I did want like to ask. I did want to ask briefly. What's the What's the better movie, Goodfellas or Casino? Goodfellas. Goodfellas. It's Goodfellas, right? Okay, just wanted to make sure yeah. that that's that that's all around. I see some people, <laughs> see some people stand for Casino. I'm like, it's better than Goodfellas. I mean, you know, it's a good film, but come on, man. <laughs> just wanted to make sure, and yeah, just wanted to make sure the vibe was right in the room. Now, um, uh, the first the first quarter starts, and it ends up being a pretty competitive game. Uh, LeBron doesn't go too crazy in the very beginning; and starts going back and forth, back and forth. You have Miami and Los Angeles trading offense, trading defense. But in the beginning, as time goes down, you have LeBron starting to make his way. He starts hitting his threes. He starts hitting his fadeaway shots. And you're going to start seeing that repetitively throughout these four quarters. And very soon, that back and forth, back and forth, with about two minutes left, turns from a close game to 26 and 15 with about two minutes left. At that point, LeBron James has already started to get his 17, 19 points that he had scored within the first quarter. Miami is not able to match with the type of offense that they have. Now, uh, Eric Spolster had pretty much started it off, alternating between all the different types of offense that he has. Dwayne Wade is out for this game because he's continuing to care for his brand-new daughter. Uh, Goran Dragic is still having knee issues. He had just recently got that drain mm. yesterday, and he will not be in any game. Dragic, I wanna, huh? I want to say within the next week. Yeah, Goran Dragic. You know Dragic, huh? What's he wouldn't have been a, he wouldn't have been a factor anyways, but keep going. How did you know what? Let me just continue. But <laughs> the one thing that the one the one thing <laughs> keep he, going. he's trying to get me pissed off to get slandered. I'm going to remain <laughs> he, I'm going to remain slanderless. James Johnson, thankfully, Eric has to his discretion today. He had a hernia surgery within the summer, and he is back for the first time this season. And hopefully, we're able to see his offense on what he's able to do against Los Angeles, but doesn't start off very well for James along with anybody else within the Miami Heat. It ends up 26 to 15, and we start going into an area that has been very familiar with the Miami Heat within this past season, trying to catch up in areas where things get too bad. Eddie, how have you liked Miami and what they have been able to do with the roster that they have and the injuries that they've had to deal with so far within within this first month of the NBA? I do like pieces of my I look at Miami like kind of like a like a poor man's version of the Celtics where we, we spoke about it earlier like they have a lot of good guys they don't have the Kyrie that kind of puts them a little bit higher you know what I mean so uh and that, that's a problem like in team building like you have too many B guys and you can't really bundle them up for an A guy and then the one guy that you did pay like an A guy is Hassan and Hassan is that's on white side. Like he's he's getting ran out of playoff series. He's getting benched by his coach. He's getting he's a C guy. by his coach, and it's it's a problem. So like a lifetime ago, I, I knew Hassan. So I'm so happy for him to have a hundred million dollars. It's amazing. He's mm-hmm. swimming. He's swimming at Cali's house. He's buying M16s and losing them. He's 
he's parking his Rolls Royce anywhere and leaving it unlocked. That's amazing. I'm so happy for Hassan. Uh, <laughs> you probably don't need to pay Hassan Whiteside $100 million to play center, but hey, that's where you go. Uh, they're solid. I mean, I think there's, we saw their ceiling last year. They'll give just about anybody a good series in the playoffs, and they'll probably end up losing. So that's the, that's the heat to me. But they play hard. They're, they're well coached. And I'm like Josh Richardson Stan. I'm like uh, I, I love Just Justice. I love a bunch of their guys. I like Drogic. I like uh, James Johnson. Like they have a bunch of guys who would make so much more sense on another much better team. And then they're all bundled together and they do whatever they can do. I they could upset somebody in the playoffs, but like that's that's the ceiling, I guess. I thought the Lakers are going to beat the Magic and then lose to the Heat. So I was kind of surprised it went the other way. Yeah, Orlando got the better end of that. I like, I like, I like, I like the Josh Richardson standery though. I like the Josh Richardson standery. I feel like I have told, I have told Jeff beforehand that this Butler trade, I feel like, has pissed off Josh. Well, not necessarily pissed off, but it's motivated. I think, him I think it lit him. Up. Yeah, it lit a little fire. He wants to sure. be. But he's he's the real deal, though. He is the real deal. Though. Yeah, that he wants to be that closing factor, especially in Miami, and it's very good that Eric has been able to support him and give him the opportunity to do that. Now, as far as a lot of perspectives from Heat fans that are here, it kind of it's kind of almost tongue in cheek when you see Josh and seeing him hoop, and now you start seeing certain things within the previous trade start falling out that that's all it really took to get Jimmy Butler, and now you're seeing Jimmy Butler block shots, run to the other side, and hit game winners, and you're just like, oh god, yeah. You wish you would have had that energy, right? And, and like, I was down on Jimmy coming into the year, but. The couple times I watched him, like he was incredible. And part of that's like he's playing LeBron; he's 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 showing out. But part of that is also like you know he's trying to get out of there. Right. But uh, he he would have been the right kind of guy for them. I don't know if I'd gut my team for him, but the alternative is being winning forty five games and and losing the first round or whatever. I love Josh Richardson because he like he does things that I feel like benefit winning. He he plays tough defense. He hits threes. He's he's always working hard. He makes good pass. Like he's just a a stout player and he does things that really benefit are beneficial to like playoff winning playoff basketball. So I, I'll always like how he plays. He, I don't know. He's not going to be your number one. He really probably shouldn't be your number two, but you know, he, he, he he's going to be on a great team at some point and really be helpful. But like, no, I like Josh Richardson and um, I think Jimmy would have been perfect for them. I don't know what package made sense. I don't know what package that, uh, Minnesota's jumping on, but if they could have got him and kind of maintained a lot of what they got, like they they then become you know maybe they're better than Philly, maybe they're they're one of those upper echelon Eastern Conference teams. So they missed that opportunity, but that's part of their team construction. I, I think they're kind of hamstrung until they until uh, Whiteside is done and until the Tyler Johnson contract is gone. You can't really trade it; like he's not good enough to trade it, and then you also don't have a cheap guy good enough to bundle with that to trade for something yeah so i think they're kind of stuck with what they got and i actually think tyler johnson's a fine player he's just now overpaid <laughs> so uh that happens yeah right and, and then like uh you you reward the guy that that was that wonky summer and everybody's getting overpaid so everybody was getting but, bread that summer yeah so you know you you do that and it is what it is but but you pay for it now like now is when you pay for that and like i said you, you don't have that good good enough guy on a rookie contract where you can trade him and, and into something more and say, oh yeah, here's fifteen million dollar expiring Tyler Johnson. Yeah. You, you don't have that, you know. Uh, who's the center? Bam. He's not good enough, even though he looks like he could looks be the good. Part. Yeah, he looks the part. If, if they wait long enough, he'll, he'll be something. But uh, he's not there yet. And 
Thibodeau wasn't going to trade for potential. He, his job is on the line. He needs to win now. That's why he didn't take the picks from Houston. And, you know, he, he gets Bam and he has to put him behind Towns and Ding and basically never play him too. So, you know, their package never made sense, but I, I, I do wish they could have got him because he would have been perfect for them. I believe the first quarter continues, and of course, within the end, we have a 34 to 21 uh, ending to the first quarter. LeBron James ends the quarter with 19 points going into the second. Now, as Miami tries to play the catch up game, of course, you have Kelly Olenek. They start playing Wayne Ellington a lot more to try and get those three pointers out, play fast, fast in a way that Miami has not had an opportunity to do in a lot of their rosters. And that's the one positive that heat fans have been able to hold on to throughout the season they're playing a lot quicker than they have in certain areas it's not a lot of running stout plays and having things sit or maybe kicking it off to Hassan and having Mm -hmm. him play with his back to the rim uh they're doing a lot of different things within a lot of their positions even Whiteside is taking the ball and running it up He's not, and it's not even a bad way that it has been in previous times where he runs it up and it's an automatic strip, and now you have to play the running game. (laughs) He's able to handle the ball. Bam has been, Bam has felt comfortable running the ball. So you start playing very quick to catch up to these teams that can do that, like Los Angeles and Golden State and so on and so forth. The main thing that becomes very difficult for Miami in this game, though, is when you have Josh and when you have Rodney trying to battle and take a loss that's down, you're playing against a team that's pretty much taller than you in a lot of different areas. You have uh, JaVale McGee and you have Tyson Chandler who are able to pretty much match Hassan in whatever he's able to do within the paint. And on top of that, you have people on the perimeter like Kuzma, you have Brandon Ingram. It becomes difficult to have those type of mismatches where you have Justice Winslow trying to guard the perimeter and you have somebody that's tall enough as Brandon Ingram that you could throw on Whiteside because right. it won't be too difficult to guard Whiteside and you can throw whoever else you want on that side to try and get Miami out of their normal rhythm. Not to mention, you, like you said earlier, getting down too soon. You know, you guys playing the catch-up game. It's just not something that you guys do well right now. Definitely. So they try and get it back within threes. You have Tyler Johnson, uh, Josh Richardson, Justice Winslow tries to cut that lead down and try and make it a little bit more respectable before halftime. But of course you have Lakers players while LeBron sits that keeps that lead pretty steady enough so that when he comes back, all you have to do is just match shots and you can continue throughout the game. You have JaVale McGee who was active. Uh, Caldwell Pope was at least trying to try and get offensive, but he had his game. Um, and you continue that throughout the second quarter, and the lead just keeps on growing. Lance Stevenson, very active within the game. And with almost seven minutes left, now you're looking at 32-56. It's almost 20 points, and LeBron's sitting there resting. Yeah, that's not what you want. <laughs> that's the, if, if you're in that situation, LeBron's resting, and you're already down, hey, man, you might as well go home. And that Lakers bench is, like most benches, inconsistent. But when they're when they're clicking, and when, when Josh Hart's hitting threes, and Lance is doing Lance stuff, you know, they, they're kind of running with any events, but they have, they, they have the bad days where it's like they're running them out against, but they definitely play well against the Heat. And yeah, when they're that, scrapping, they're scrapping. Yeah, you, you hate to see LeBron on the bench and a lead growing. You, you Man, hate to see that. It's the worst. It's like demoralizing if you're the Heat. You know it's and, over. And, yeah, and that's definitely – because you know eventually he's going to come back and now, he's, now he gets to kind of like toy with you. Now he gets to kind of do he, – he has, he has some, some room to play with. So, you know, that's tough, and, and that's – the Heat are dealing with that with their injuries. And, 
you know, that, 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 that's what injuries do to you. You know, it kills your depth and that, that's where it hurts you. Uh, James Johnson tries to step in and be uh, a different type of help for Miami, but he gets into foul trouble very, very quickly. And with three minutes left, he has four personal fouls. So that leaves his return within the season pretty much stagnant as he has to play a majority of the time on the bench. And as we go into halftime, the league continues to grow and the chopping doesn't really work too much because at halftime we have 67 to 52 for the Los Angeles Lakers going into halftime. So as of right now, I'm pretty glad that I did not fucking slide because I would have been very upset seeing Los Angeles try and rain this down. Now, Los Angeles will take the second half to try and make sure that Miami does not have that rush and tie up the game to try and have a very good home comeback, a home comeback that is very needed at this point in time. So now the third quarter ends up being almost the same as the second, but you start feeling like Miami is able to pull it off and at least get this game out to single digits. The American Airlines Arena starts getting a little bit bothered. Now, in my opinion, before this, I thought Whiteside was going to be able to match Vucevic's uh, stat sheet that he had against the Lakers last night and be able to provide a very good game. But unfortunately, I am given the option of him having four points with 10 minutes wrong. left in the third quarter. You were wrong, Mark. So his second bucket comes in the second half, which I was not very happy with, but hey, what can you do? Uh, seconds after that, LeBron James drills another three-pointer to get 31. <laughs> the one. That's the one, bro. Assists. That's the one. That's the one that was like. It becomes 74 to 57 to try and get this game back. You have Winslow. You have Richardson. You have Rodney Magruder. Uh, you're able to sprinkle Derrick Jones Jr. in from time to time. And you also have Wayne Ellington. Well, they've been playing a lot more recently now that they see that his threes are able to. Yeah, but he can – I don't know why he hasn't been playing more recently anyways because he, he's always been very good from behind the yard. Yeah, that's been a complaint from Miami fans in general. Yeah, he, in general. he should be playing way more, bro. He'll get you them threes. In the beginning – I want I wanted the Lakers to get him bad. Ellington? Bro, he's so he's so useful. I, I don't – I couldn't believe more people didn't go after him. But, I mean, I guess, you know, he's – Presents the same thing that uh, what's the guy's name that was on Philly last year? He's kind of like the same player as him, where he he only offers so much defense. But like when you need a three, you can he can hit a three like, like he doesn't need his feet set. Like he, he's yeah, hitting he ridiculous. Can, yeah, bro, he's been and he's been doing that for years and, so, and years. So and like I, I couldn't believe somebody else didn't pay him. Like I couldn't believe he, he went back. So. Is what it is. Be- Bellinelli. Bellinelli's the guy I'm thinking of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I hate that damn name. I-, I hate him, too. I hate him, too. And then, like, I know you learned to hate him last year because him and Ellington were doing the same dance. I was like, yo, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, yeah. And, and, and funny enough, Ellington ended up liking Miami because similar to how uh, – similar to the emotions of James Johnson, Kelly Olenek, Deion Waiters, Miami has a tendency of making things very comfortable for people where they're able to – uh, take the talents that they had in the multiple teams that they were throughout the league and tune them up and make them very good to be able to uh, challenge themselves and be That's players. Coaching. That they That's weren't. coaching, boy. Yeah, it's it's very underrated coaching, and, and, and I don't want to sound like it's 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 biased, but I would say no, that I, I Miami you, is able to take those type of players, player, uh, players, players that teams often, often, that. often overlook and be able to make them certain – pivotal points of the offense now that comes to bite you when you start playing very good teams that have these tall 
very strong people that are able to outplay those that are still trying to refine themselves and tune themselves up and, and are not huge starters, but it ends up working well for plenty of people. It's one of the reasons why maybe I wouldn't be too mad if Carmelo was able to get here. Really, Mark? Is that the truth? Honestly, honestly, I actually look that 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 just I was like, hold on, what you just say? I kind of had to replay that again. <laughs> you, you want me to remix it like Missy? Rewind it like Missy? <laughs> I had to hear that like again in my head that you just said that because you didn't tell me that last week. Well, at the point because it's at, at at the point last week, it's like slander. I'm like, do I well, really want to? Did that game? Did that game? That that game just it really you was just like, God damn, maybe we should just go ahead and get mellow. Oh, when the when my Instagram comes. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, let me just I go can't ahead take it no more, man. Maybe, maybe he'll help. If Melo gets those Jones and Ellington minutes on Sunday, the LeBron scores 60. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want hey, Melo. I would rather LeBron score 60. That, that would have been cool. So I guess I'm with you in that sense. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want Melo. My man like, Mark said, just bring me Melo. Yeah, it's it's getting drastic out there. Yeah, it it's might, getting it, drastic. It might, uh, when you start looking at when you start looking at the rest of this game, okay, let's get into the rest of My this game. My man Weiss, I have four points. Mark was like, all right, man, where's call Mello? Where's Mello? Let's, <laughs> let's create the picture. Let's get top, the picture of what's getting. Get top on the phone. <laughs> where's Mello? Someone so get Mello on the phone. It becomes a long third quarter. Uh, Ingram ends up getting a technical within the third quarter. It's not the portion where Derrick Jones Jr. fucking dunked on his ass and he got mad. That was in the fourth. But <laughs> that he gets a technical. He gets cool. a technical. Be cool. <laughs> Be cool, Derrick Jones. Ingram Raiders. He got dunked on and all of a sudden. Ingram was like, man, I'm about to fight your ass. He did like did you see the video? Like he did told him I saw it. I'll knock you the fuck out. Like I was like, like bro, oh, like it's basketball. Because you, you got banged on? Get this shit, get, get this shit yo, out of yo, here. the funniest thing about it was like there was nothing after like it was like he got he got banged on and then he immediately was like, bro, you do that shit again. <laughs> do that shit again. Yo, and he didn't even get banged on like that. Bro. No, it's it wasn't like even it was, that bad. It wasn't it's not like bad. it was Blake Mozgov. He just he got a like little thing shit. on his back. Derrick Jones Jr. could launch up and, and dunk. B.I. ain't was, like that shit. He thought it was he, disrespect, man. He, he didn't like the little swing out there, so it was like, hey, man. You, you seen what I ass, did? Bro. You seen what I did? <laughs> what, what's Mark Jackson say? You, you know my work. <laughs> He's like, hold on, man. man. GBE Ingram trying to come in and, and tie <laughs> up. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Chill out, mm-hmm. Ingram, before you end up in Washington, bud. Oof. Hey, Oof. If, if it's for if it's for Bradley Bill, it's all right. Get him out of here. Be careful. Be careful. You give it Ingram up for Bradley Bill? In, in a heartbeat. We have to. Wait, wait, wait. First of all, first of all, first of all, if it is Bill, it obviously is Ingram going. I mean, there's no other way around it because it's not Kuz. We know that. Is, like, we can get into Kuzma real quick because we Kuzma can go. Like, I don't – I'm not attached to Kuzma anymore. No, no. I'm, I'm saying – I'm saying – I'd give I'm them both for Bill. Would, oh, you give them both up for Bill? Yeah. Take them both. Let oh, me keep Josh Hart, and you have both of these guys. Okay, so okay, so you would prefer you would prefer it be uh, Ingram and and Kuzma than Ingram and Hart. So I like Kuzma, but I, I like Hart, but Hart needs to play more as well. So if they're not going to play him, then I like Hart. He he's shooting like forty four percent from three right now too. I like Kuzma, but watch him play defense and watch. I know what you mean. I mean, I know what you say. He lost some weight, huh? He did. He he got in better shape. Uh, he but, got the like, too. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> it looked like, like it. Near it looked like what the it. hell it is this? Like but it looked like he lost some weight. I was like, man, he looked thin. 
he he's uh talking about the IG girls. He's he's with one of them. I seen yeah, some. I mean, we you all know, with one of them. You know, BSO is on that shit. He's with somebody. But anyway, Kuzma like he's just he has defensive tendencies that just hurt. Like he 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 plays defense like his feet are heavy and it bothers me. So it's like. <laughs> So if, if they can sneak him into some deal and he's like he's enough to get you Bradley Bill like yeah let's get let's well, get gonna get something back as well with him you, would you would you be cool if uh, I tell you what what if they sent what if they sent Kelly Oubre with him what if what if it was, what if it was Kelly Bill for for Kuz in England there's no way Washington does that right there's and no way Washington, Washington would be y'all y'all, y'all would have to Minnesota. give up a, y'all would have to give up something but these are like the perfect kind of players to be with LeBron like Oubre. Uber's not great. Uber's not, not great, great, but he can't. But 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 he has a lot of upside still, though. And if that turns into his focus, like, all right, Uber, you're here to hit, you're here to play defense, right? Okay, cool. Like he he then becomes a much more valuable player. And That's true. I like beyond like Clay Thompson, like Brad Beal is probably one of the best fits next to LeBron I hear in the you. league. So, so yeah, get get Ingram out of here. They're hey, trying man. to they're trying Just to make Ingram wall out of there, man. Just keep wall out of there. Yo, you keep him far, far away. Him and Kimba. <laughs> I don't know why people would bring up Kimba. Keep, keep Kimba I love far, Kimba. Far. I love Kimba, man. Yeah, I, I love Kimba. I love Kimba too. But you just I like, don't want him with Brian. You know, yeah, right. You okay. know, like LeBron, everything projects to the playoffs, and like I just picture, I just picture like Utah yeah. making him come guard Donovan Mitchell. Right. right. Kimba will shoot you out of a game if he has to. That's that's the right. issue. Yeah. Well, there's an effect. But he's used to that, though. He's used to that. That's the problem with Kuzma too. Is like teams are gonna find him in the playoffs. Like if he's on that team still in the playoffs, it's mm-hmm. gonna turn in. We're just gonna be watching James Harden dribble around him for forty five minutes, and it's gonna get frustrating. Like they're gonna, they might be able to run him out of a game. So I think that's where the problem is with him. So yeah, if if you could get Bill for Ingram and Kuzma, like what are you doing? Hey, what are you man. waiting for? I, I I hear you. I feel like I feel like the Lakers should get something as well, not just Bill. There's gotta be something involved in that. Really. I'm, I do, I'm thinking, I, I'm thinking they or something. I'm thinking Washington is not budging unless it's a package for Bill. I I don't think they're trading him though. No. You think they're going to ask it's Wall first? I don't think they can trade Wall. I think they're I think they're stuck. I think. They, I thought it was interesting that that report came out because Wall has a trade kicker, so they almost can't trade him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, he's about to be on a. Two hundred million dollar contract. He's, he's yeah, making thirty seven million dollars next hey, year. Man, I'm not giving that nigga that money. Like he's making crazy money next year. Like he's untradeable. I don't. I don't. Who's trading for him? Like who's? What's the team that needs a point guard that bad that's trading for him? Just draft one and move on, man. Right. Like so. <laughs> for real. They're they're eating that contract. I, I I I'd imagine they're the ones who leaked that story to kind of get a idea of perception of that. I can see that. But I don't. I don't see it. I don't see how they trade either one. Yeah, yeah. This this trade talk ends up being way more entertaining than this Miami game at this point because <laughs> right now it is ninety-two to seventy-one with a minute left in the third quarter as LeBron gets another fucking three-pointer, and you go into the fourth quarter. Banged on. So sad. But as the fourth quarter ends and LeBron gets a little bit more rest, you have Josh Hart, you have Lonzo Ball, you have Javale McGee, and you have Lance Stevenson on the floor. And it gives Miami a little bit of a window to try and make it single digits and hopefully bring it to eight points. Tyler Johnson <clears> gets to his 17 points and helps assist with that in the fourth quarter. Um, Wayne Ellington gets up to his 19, and Josh Richardson gets to his 17 I mean, points. How many minutes did Wayne play with and get 19? Wayne ended up playing – Just curious. Just curious. Dear God. These are Tibbs minutes. He had to, though. Y'all was playing catch-up, so that makes sense. 
we're sorry, Wade. He said these are ten minutes. We're sorry you had to get fucked. Hey, but bro, but that's that's what we talked about when you guys have to play catch up. And that yeah, that's the unfortunate thing that you have to do when you have to play against these type of teams. But that's why I said Wayne needs to be playing much earlier and much more consistently so you can make that shit happen and not worry about it. Now he had them in scoring, didn't he? He he finished with the yeah. Yeah, he had, he had the most. Uh, James Johnson even tried to provide relief, but again, gets into foul trouble. He gets his fifth personal foul, and he is replaced by Wayne again. So that explains for the large amount that he had. Uh, within six minutes left, uh, Josh Richardson ends up getting ejected, arguing mm. a call, and he takes his shoe. His shoe gets a little loose on the play, but because of the way that it was being... Yo, why was he so mad? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I understand it's point. very... He's I like furious in that video. He got benched too. Like he got pulled, and I think it's part of it. Yeah, I think it's very frustrating playing against LeBron and, and and trying to catch up to that point, especially being trying to have an opportunity where you are that close, and now you're arguing calls, and you get your technical, and now you take your shoe that's loose and launch it into the crowd for whichever reason. So now you're ejected. At this point, Mark's screaming on IG. <laughs> no, I'm just watching. I'm just like I, I literally had Survivor Series, and I had. He lays on the other side, and I'm just like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah, it's just stupid. It's just close. Wait, wait, like, it's just a stupid thing to do. Spo pulled him, I think, for the foul because he yeah. ran up the court and just fouled somebody, and he was he was just pissed. Like, yeah, he was, he was supposed to get angry, and he gets a technical. Yeah, he gets a tech right after that, and like, I, I get it though because I don't know if you caught this, but like, LeBron is doing that Harden thing now, where like he's getting under guys' arms and just kind of like and just whoop. You fouled me, like you know what I mean. On yeah, drives, yeah. He's it's because it. it's because he. I mean, he got to use it. Hard, he has to abuses right? it. You know what and, I'm saying? He, so, and we all know LeBron has like the Shaq deal. Like he he doesn't get all the fouls he should. So I kind of get. I, I hate when they do that. Anybody does it, but I kind of get why he's doing it now. Because like, if I don't do this, I'm never getting the line. Right, right. But like, he's he's clearly annoying guys now. Like the, in the same way that Harden does. Like people are just like sick of it and. You know, I, I don't remember any of them being on Josh, but I know he was he was upset from the minute he missed that dunk, and then it just went downhill from there, and it was then he was gone. He was gone within like forty five seconds. It's like what the hell did you just do? Now with four minutes left in the game, Wayne Ellington hits um, the last three pointer of his nineteen points to be able to get the Heat within eight. But unfortunately, Brandon Ingram hits his jump shot a very long two with three minutes left. Well, three minutes, 46 seconds left to get the Lakers back to 10. And that pretty much rounds off the game for the Lakers and the Heat. LeBron continues. He stays within the game. Uh, he ends up getting his 45, his 46, and closer to the very end. He's dribbling. He's dribbling. He takes a look at the rim with 16 seconds left, right at the three. <laughs> Launches a fucking three. Hits it, gets Bang. his 51 points, Bang. and after the game said, Lance dared me to. <laughs> so How about that's that? How, that, sounds, that sounds like he had a lot of fun. And Spo tried to stop it. Spo was screaming at a, the, the double. He sent somebody, and LeBron's okay. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the double comes, but by the time that, can do that LeBron too. can see the double right. to the left, just launches it over him and just gets three. So he gets his 51 points. I am crushed. And the Lakers win by 16. Uh, the 
Lakers end up going to nine and seven for the season, much better than what they were previously within previous weeks. So, and you, so you weren't cheering the fifty-one, like the uh, yeah, you weren't happy the, about that? The, the arena. The arena. I wasn't, I wasn't. I wasn't hating it, and apparently neither was the American Airlines arena. I mean, there was a there was a good portion of Laker fans that was there, but I feel I mean, like to, Miami bro, fans. It, it's 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 really difficult to not support LeBron James, and Miami fans in general are not salty about certain things i mean you feel you feel a way about you feel a way about um uh him going back to cleveland and now going over to los angeles and it may be like to an extent but it's not an area where like he gets completely booed it's not it's not it's not it's not like it's not like um how it was in 2011 when lebron went back it's not like what kd had to deal with when uh he went back to oklahoma and all those type of instances that they had within that. I don't think there's anything with that in Miami, especially even in 2014. LeBron's starting to get that energy basically everywhere but Oracle, where it's like people are kind of just happy to see him play at this point. Yeah. And so it's like if he does something, it's like, oh, okay. They're, they're cheering, they're celebrating, they're mm-hmm. winning on. And so, yeah, I would assume that, you know, Cleveland's coming up this week, right? And so it's like people are saying, you think they'll boo him? There's no way they boo him. Like oh. they might. If, they might, if they boo LeBron, those are fucking jackasses. I'll they, just tell you that. Right. They might boo Dan Gilbert, but there's no way they boo LeBron. Like, so, you Things know, have not, changed, man. He's he's in that status, man. That status, yeah. bro. It, it'll be, it's like you're just happy to see him. Like, it's you not, know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's not going to be anything like that first trip back. That was like one of the craziest LeBron nights ever, that first trip back to Cleveland. Like, yeah. I, I couldn't believe that. And then he's he's like going off. It's like. That was a monumental moment. Yeah, he was he was enjoying that. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's a uh, it, it it was funny. I mean, that's a that's the end of the game crowd too. And it's not as thick, but they're definitely cheered the 51. Yeah, the heat dropped to 6 and 10. Um heat fans are a little bit in a panic, which is why we are now entertaining John Wall and Bradley Beal trades, but again, I look at it in an area where I look at Jimmy there's, Butler. Like there's no way what 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 would what would they accept from y'all to get either one of those guys? I feel like you could finesse certain situations when it's in without Miami. without you know without skinning your team. Now we had said beforehand with Jimmy, there's no need to blow up the team for Jimmy Butler, and Pat knew that, which is why the original trade was only Josh Richardson and I don't know you slide whichever pick in there. I think it becomes even more extensive for a John Wall or a Bradley Beal in that case too. I don't necessarily need to see three or four people get thrown out. But then again, if he does if, if Pat doesn't do it and trades fall out and Beal say ends up going to LA or mm-hmm. some other team where we're gonna get upset about, again, it's on Pat Riley for not That's true, not pulling providing, the which is yeah. the which is the unfortunate aspect of it. But but they've been involved in all the talks though. Like they've yeah. been all the problem is a trade with the heat like it comes with a tax like if you trade with them you you pretty much got to take tyler johnson or you got to take Hassan Whiteside, and they're they gonna give you somebody that you don't want to have to deal with from a contract just, perspective just off matching salaries and like what is i think johnson has next year still and then Hassan has two more years too it's like that's that's not a nice package that's not you know i don't know if the celtics are moving anybody anytime soon but before you take that you call the celtics and go hey is Jalen Brown moving or what? Or what are we doing with Rozier? Right, right. So it's like, you know, they've been involved. They've tried, but they're just so much lower in the pecking order with what they have that it's 
I, I don't see them doing anything. I, I don't see anything they can do at this point unless somebody's just – Minnesota badly wanted to get rid of Jimmy and still wouldn't take – Still didn't do it. That's how you know, that's how, and that's how you know the issue that's there. So it's like there's – I mean, what are their trade pieces? They're trying to put Olenek in trades, and, and, and even, if, even though he's been a little better, like nobody wants him. Yeah, price. I think I think the, the the Butler. I think it was it was Olenek and and um and your boy Richardson, and right? Yeah, yeah. And and that can't be the big haul for Bradley Bill. You know, <laughs> like can't no, be the haul. No, that's not the haul for Bradley Bill for sure. You, you know, I, I was joking earlier. Like I'd rather have Josh Richardson on my team than John Wall, but that can't be the haul for John Wall. Like, that it, you can't come back to your fans and say, "All right, we traded our franchise player, but we got Josh Richardson." By the way, were you joking? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just I, asking. Bro. I explained it a little, a little bit earlier. Like, I feel like the stuff he does is more valuable than what John Wall does. I hear you. I hear John Wall. John Wall was a better player like three years ago. No, and, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I don't. And he should be a lot better. He he stopped playing deep. Like when he was like a good defender, John Wall was great. He was great. He was one of the best players in the league. But he stopped playing defense, and he still can't shoot. And now you just a. Guy that dribbles and screams like <laughs> so. Uh, them sets, and then you know that team's falling apart, and he has to take some slack for that too, right? Like he has to. Absolutely. Yeah, I had my critique of Wall on uh, Instagram of my yelling. He's he cussed his coach out, and I mean that happens a lot, but of course you know. I don't. You know, I, I hate I hate like practice reports, bro. But but the I thing really about like the thing about a lot of that stuff is. It's 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 not the story that you really got to worry about. It's the fact that it got out because that's what I'm saying. It's it's just like the the warrior stuff uh, a week ago or whatever it was. Like they're letting out like word for word what these guys are saying to each other. Like they're they want that to be heard, and that that's speaks more than the fact than the things they said. Like you say a bunch of shit in the in the heat of the moment, but the fact yeah. that people are like, you know, Marcus Thompson's tuned into that team he's been around those guys since they were rookies and all that stuff so it's like but still even the fact that he got it from either Steph or Draymond that Steph and Draymond met like who else is telling about that meeting besides those two mm, and so those those two guys are like no we want this out there and 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 we didn't hear about KD and Steph meeting up like you know what I mean so that's what I take out of these stories and so for somebody in the Wizards to let out that he cussed out Scott Brooks at practice and got fined for it and apologize for it, you know, they're, they're trying to send yeah. some message. So it's, it, you know, a lot of coaches he cussed out in practice. It's nothing new, but they wanted that out there for people to know. I, I don't, I don't know what the heat will do. I don't know what they can do. Uh, they kind of have to wait for those contracts. Like, they're kind of stuck. Yeah. And, that's the worst part. You're really locked in contracts and you're in an area in the NBA where you're not perfect. You're not, you're, you're not, you're not putting Miami over very large <laughs> amounts of, top east talent but you're not as bad as the bottom you're not a chicago right. you're not a new york you're not anything it's uh, it's so in it's, the middle and that it's, sucks it's really hard to rebuild a team with the 18th pick every year you know yeah. and so it's like yeah. you you really got to be true you really got to be at the top or you really just got to say all right we need to get into the top 5 like and you know the the, the heat are almost too good for their for their own good like Spo is a great coach, top five coach in the league, pretty much well recognized as that. And, you know, they have all these players that are good, uh, but they can't get them over the top. And, you know, they're stuck in that rut. I don't know 
that they can that they will even try to blow. It. I mean, they've been trying not blow it up, but they've been trying to improve. But it's just it just doesn't seem like it's there. And you know, the answer for them might be to just kind of tuck it in. But Pat doesn't seem like he wants to do that. So yeah, Pat is very headstrong on that, and sometimes that comes with a with a price. But we'll see what Miami is able to do with that. Appreciate having you on, Eddie. It was very fun first episode with you. We'll be sure to hear more from you within RSPN throughout the season. For sure, for sure. At Bansky on Twitter, if you would like to follow him, at B-A-N-S-K-Y for all of his takes as well as his columns. Um, is there anything that you want to plug? Uh, at the moment, I'm kind of incognito, so I guess just my Twitter. Go on there and laugh at me screaming about the Lakers. And uh, just don't tweet me back when I talk about Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've made my, I've made my opinions well known. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, I have some stuff on the way as far as writing goes. Um, I'm not sure when, but uh, yeah, Twitter. Just find me on Twitter. All right, well, we'll make sure to stay tuned. For sure, man. Thanks, thanks for having me. Of course, and absolutely, uh, dude. Always happy to come and talk about the goat and uh, let everybody know he's the goat. So, yeah, <laughs> man. You're on the way, man. Thank you, man. All right, we'll see you next time. For sure. All right, real brief, let's get to these shout-outs. Um, Shout-out to Anthony Davis. Uh, it's fun, funny enough that Eddie just brought him out. Back-to-back 40-pointers throughout the weekend. I still say free that man. Um, Come on, man. Thanks. No, calm down, man. There's nah, no still, need to free him, bro. Nah, free that man, bro. You gotta get no out of Louisiana. No need to free him, bro. got to get out of Louisiana. Uh, Shout-out to everybody. Who, everybody who's going to be passing on the cranberry dish this Thursday. Shout-out to you. Oh, that should be a that, that should be an everyday that should be an every year occurrence. I don't want none of that shit. No Throw the cranberry out. Plate, that was a take that I have been waiting to get off since Thanksgiving. Is this? I Thursday. really don't even fuck with turkey like that unless it's on a sandwich. So I just you know I'm not eating turkey straight off the bird very often. So you heard what Ty said about the uh, the Popeyes turkey? What did he say? Ty said the Popeyes turkey was lit. Yeah, I, I've had it before. You had it? Is the Popeye's turkey lit? I've had, I've had. It's Cajun. It's fire. Hmm. It's fire. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a nice go to if that's what you're into. But you know, I'm not really huge on turkey, anyways. My family, we fried chicken as well. You know, a little stuff, little accents on the side. You know, just in case. But I'm gonna eat turkey because it's Thanksgiving. You know, but like, I'm not, I'm not in love with turkey off the bird. I like, I like, you know, on the sandwich and shit like that. Them thin slices. What about you? Any shout outs for you? Uh rest in peace, Kim Porter. Um, oh yeah, most definitely. Uh shout out my Timberwolves playing really good uh, since Jimmy got out of there. Um yeah, you know. The normal me. <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead about the name this shit, he not we. I'm dead he not we. Um uh, all right, let's get the soldier moment. What's yours this week? What's your soldier moment this week? See, my soldier moment. Nah, nah. I think my soldier moment was uh, somebody said that Melo should go play for Team Puerto Rico. (laughs) I forget who it was. That's my soldier moment this week. Who was it? It was like another player, though. Can't believe somebody said Team Puerto Rico. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My soldier moment is. All right, my soldier moment is Lance Stevenson. As Orlando gets, as Orlando bangs the Lakers, 
he dribbles the ball, dribbles the ball at the end of the quarter, waits until everybody's done, and then goes for <laughs> goes for his <laughs> final two points and sneaks out as the Lakers still fucking lose by twenty points. <laughs> Why did he do that? Oh, Thank also God. bonus soldier moment: Kyrie saying that uh, the entire NBA does not play defense. And then gets dropped off by Kemba. That is my bonus soldier. Yeah, you, he deserves every bit of that. And uh, let's be clear, Kemba's been a better NBA player than Kyrie this year. And that's my that's my mic drop. See well, ya. Well, we can't say shit else after the mic. Oh, we do have to say shit else after the mic drop, actually. What? So, uh, Black Friday coming up this oh, Friday. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have yeah, our two, first two K talk. Two K is already thirty dollars on on the network. So we're gonna have our first K talk: the Heat and the Timberwolves. So that will be going on this weekend. Um, one thing I did want to know, you know I only play 10-minute quarters, right? You only play 10-minute quarters. You know, you know I only play 10-minute quarters, right? What the fuck is wrong with you, man? Like we're not we're not we're not playing six. You know, you don't think we're playing six, are we? I mean, we can play 10-minute quarters, Mark, if that's something that you want to do. I mean, we, you know, we gotta we gotta just, we just gotta. be prepared for, for Wiggins to drop 50 on that ass if you huh? play 10-minute quarters. 50? If we, I'm, if I'm going we, for 50. I'm going 50. for 50 with A-Wigs. I'm dropping 50 A-Wigs, nigga. We can just get a locked up. Oh, nigga. Seven shooting. Bruh, bruh. You might, you might need Covington. It's going to be a long night for you. Yeah, you're going to need Covington. Covington going to have a have a sneaky sneaky 28 right behind it, nigga. All right. All right. I've had enough. You know what we're going to do? We're just going to leave the shit talk for Friday and this weekend. A-Wigs. A-Wigs. Uh, no, we're ending it on that. All right. 